Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 742. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I have a strong message here from the book of Luke. We're continuing on in that book. I've got songs and also letters. But right now, let's go to the throne. I want the Lord and pray with me that uh, the and if you don't, I know I have a strong connection with the Lord that he will, Lord, that you'll anoint this program. I want the people in the world to know that they need to pray always. And I want them to know the things that you want them to know on this particular program. Lord, let my will not be done, but let it be your will. My will is to do your will. So let my will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in as you uh, want things to be done in the kingdom of heaven. And that way, uh, as always, souls will be saved and the church will be strengthened. Uh, block, rebuke Satan, Lord, and open the doors for us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, and here I am to sing for you. He brought me out of the miry clay with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps. My heart was distressed if Jehovah's dread fact And low in the pit where my sins dragged me down I cried to the Lord from the deep miry clay Who tenderly brought me out to go He brought me out of the miry clay He set my feet on a rock to stay He put a song in my soul today A song, a song of praise, hallelujah I sing of his wonderful mercy to me. I praise him till all men his goodness shall see. I sing of salvation and home and abroad. Till all men shall hear the truth and trust in God. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to say. He put a song in my soul today. A song, a song of praise, hallelujah. I brought me out of the miry clay He set my feet on the rock to stay He put a song in my soul today A song song of praise, hallelujah A song of praise, hallelujah A song of praise, hallelujah A song of praise, All right, we're in the 13th chapter of the book of Luke, and this is verse 17. Give you a second here to find it. Verse 17 of chapter 13 of Luke. And when he had said these things, he, Jesus, had said these things, all his adversaries, that is, all of his enemies, were ashamed. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were uh, done by Jesus. Verse 18. Then said Jesus, Unto what is the kingdom of God like? And whereunto shall I resemble it? What will I liken it unto, the kingdom of God? It is like a grain of mustard seed, because Jesus... uh, likened himself unto like a grain 
of uh, wheat or a grain of corn, and it falls into the earth, and then it makes a big tree. It's like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took, and the mustard seed is the smallest seed in the world, which a man took, a man received it, and cast into his garden. So this is uh, like unto the parable of the sower. Uh, you're to receive the word of God and then sow the seed, the word of God, into the world, which is the garden. And it grew because uh, when it's a plant like a mustard plant grows and then it comes time for it to seed, it blows seeds all over the creation. And then those seeds grow and then they grow up more and then there's other seeds that uh, are blown away from it and they grow also. So in the garden and it grew this tree this seed, the seed grew and grew and grew and waxed a great tree, just like the olive tree where the Lord is the olive tree and we're grafted into it. And so it's this tree is like many branches that come out of it from simply this word of God being sown into the garden or the world. And the fowls of the air lodged in it, in the branches of it. So he's talking about branches. There's more than this tree has branches all over the world. That's how the kingdom of heaven is growing in this world. A small seed and it grows up and there's branches all over the world. And again, he says, in case you don't understand that or you doubt uh, what uh, it is that the Lord is giving me. Verse 20, and again, he said, whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? Do you think the kingdom of God is just one tree, one plant? Hmm? It's one body, but there are many branches in it. He says, my father is the husbandman. He's the farmer and I am the vine. And you are the branches. Now, these branches, this vine is not just in one part of the world. Some of us, the Lord sends by the Spirit. And if we're in the Spirit, we still are attached to the vine. Or we're still attached to the mustard tree or the olive tree. And we're all over the world. Amen? Amen. This is the kingdom of heaven. It's not one little tree, mustard tree that has a few branches on this, is we branch out all over the world. Okay, and these mustard seeds are like the smallest seed, but yet it has to be accepted by faith because it's uh, the mustard seed is symbolic of the word of God because people think little of it. It doesn't seem to be uh, well thought of in this world, a small little seed something that you can't see. You can read it, but if you don't receive it into your heart, you really don't see it. I liken the kingdom of God, the Lord says. It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in uh, three measures of meal. Three measures, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the meal is like the good grain ground 
till the hole was leavened. Okay, so the lump is the world. And we preach the word of God, which is not leaven, it's not sin, because in some places leaven is likened unto sin, that we're not to have any leaven in us. But he's likening at this time unto the way that the kingdom of heaven grows. It's like you sow the word of God into the whole world and it becomes one huge lump. It's like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened, until everyone that is supposed to be saved and or that will receive the gospel is filled with the spirit verse 22 and they become it becomes the kingdom of heaven here on earth and is controlled in the same manner that the kingdom of heaven is controlled is by the fear of god and the keeping of the lord's commandments verse 22 and he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. So he's preaching, he's sowing these seeds everywhere, and his word is branching out this whole mustard tree from his mouth, from the word of God, from the spirit, is uh, people lodge in it. Once you receive it, then you have a work of God, and people live in the work of God, and they eat there, and they are blessed there. And it expands, and it keeps expanding. And those, uh, they get purged out, the people that don't want to serve the Lord, and they're just using the church for a crash pad. They are weeded out. And only the good ones that are filled, that become branches, branch out, and they go into the streets, into the highways and hedges, and sow more of the seed, so that the tree, the mustard tree, the tree that was sown, which actually is the word of God, becomes big, strong, and the fowls of the air. The people live on our properties. Uh, people, the birds, you know, that we hear so many birds chirping because they feel the peace of the Lord on our property, and they're there. And so he's journeying through uh, toward, going towards Jerusalem and uh, preaching these uh sowing these seeds through his mouth. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there um, few that be saved? And he said unto them, verse 24, strive to enter in at the straight gate. In other words, the rules and regulations are straight and they are narrow. So you can't be a person that is... um, that tolerates everything in this world. Or uh, you can't be a person that tolerates anything. You have to have a no-tolerant spirit to any of the false doctrine or the false things of the world. So he says, make sure you strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able because they don't strive, they just seek, well, you know, it'd be nice. But it's a lot more than nice, it's absolutely essential if you don't want to burn forever. Verse 25. When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut 
uh, the door, has put shut to the door, shut the door, and you begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not. When she are, who are you? You didn't live in my spirit. You didn't uh, abide in my word, and um, you didn't let me abide in you. You didn't. You're not. Uh, you didn't sow mustard seed. You didn't sow the word of God anywhere. I don't know who you are. You know, you didn't know who I was. You didn't care what I wanted you to do, and I don't know you. I don't even know where you're from. Who are you? Verse 26, then shall you begin to say, we have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. Verse 27, but he shall say, the Lord shall say, I tell you, I know you not when she are. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. If you didn't want to know me here in this world, if you didn't give me uh, complete honor, if you didn't love the word of God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I don't know you. Depart from me, all you workers of sin. The worst sin that you could have is that you don't want to know the Lord, that you don't want to know his word, that you don't want to keep his word. You don't want to hear from him. Only when you see the fires of hell in the lake of fire are you going to start screaming, let us in, Lord, but he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Really, he knows that you're of the devil. Depart from me, all you workers of sin, of iniquity. Verse 28. There shall be weeping, Jesus said, and gnashing, grinding of teeth, when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrust out. Verse 29, and they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. All kinds of people from all over the world will come and sit down in the kingdom of God. Verse 30, and behold, uh, there are last which shall be first. In other words, the new ones that are being saved will be first. And there are first, you old people, you old dogs, they got saved, you should go and decide to kick back and relax. And there shall be the first which shall be last. You won't even get in. Because we have to continue on till he comes. Verse 31, the same day, there came certain of the Pharisees, saying unto him, Get thee out, and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. Verse 32, And Jesus said unto them, Go ye and tell that fox, 
Behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I shall be uh, perfected. Well, what does that mean? Go warn this uh, weasel, this Herod, that I cast out devils. And if he gets near me, I'll cast the devils out of him. And I do cures today. I'll cure you if you come over to me and try to do something about me. I'm going to cure tomorrow, and on the third day I shall be perfected. I'm going to rise on the third day. Verse 33, Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. Verse 34, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often uh, would I have gathered uh, thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and you would not. You wouldn't come unto me. Verse 35, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now we're on chapter 14. And it came to pass, as he went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath. You see, uh, on the Sabbath day that they watched him. So he goes into the Pharisees. How many people will go uh, and talk to a Catholic priest? I have talked to many of them. I used to sit under one of the olive trees in uh, Jerusalem with a Catholic priest and talked to him. And I had a good time talking to him. How else are they going to be saved if we don't witness to him? So Jesus went into the Pharisee's house to eat bread on the Sabbath day. And they watched him. They're just, uh, they'll feed you, but they're going to watch you to see if you make a mistake. Jesus never made a mistake. And behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. Verse 3, And Jesus answering spake unto the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? And they held their peace. And he took him, the man with the dropsy, and healed him and let him go. Verse 5. And answered them, saying, Which of you shall have an, a, a donkey or an ox fallen into a pit and will not straightway pull him out of the, uh, the on the Sabbath day. Verse 6, And they could not answer him again to these things. 
Verse 7, And he put forth a parable to those which were bidden. When he marked how they chose out the chief room, saying unto them, Verse 8, When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. Verse 9, And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man the place where you're sitting. And thou begin with uh, shame to uh, descend or take the lowest room. Verse 10, But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, that when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. Verse 11, For whoso exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. It's so embarrassing when you see people do that. They uh, come in real fast and sit down in the chief place, and they're not really anything in this world. And then some worldly person comes in that's uh, got deep pockets, got a lot of money, and they tell you, hey, this is his seat. Verse 12, then you're embarrassed. Verse 12, then said he also to him, then said Jesus said also to him, that bade him, when thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. Verse 13. In other words, you're uh, going to be rewarded because you did something and now they're going to do something for you. You're only doing something for people that can do something for you. Verse 13. But when you make a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, Verse 14, and you shall be blessed, for they cannot reward you back. They can't make a feast for you. For thou shalt be recompensed, rewarded, at the resurrection of the just. The Lord will reward you. Verse 15, and when one of them that sat at meat with him, uh, heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Verse 16, Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, invited many. Verse 17, And sent his servant at supper time, to say to them that were bidden, 
invited, come for all things are now ready. Verse 18, and they all with one accord or one consent began to make excuses of why they couldn't come. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. Verse 19, And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have uh, married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Making all kinds of excuses not to come to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Verse 21. And, or to serve the Lord. And to feast on his words. Verse 21. So that servant came and showed his uh, Lord these things. He was inviting all these people, and they didn't want to come. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. Verse 22. In other words, they invite all the characters in now. And that's what's happening. All the people in the world that are not what they call the elite, those that are going to burn, he goes uh, out to the streets now to get people. And they are the lucky ones. They're the fortunate ones, but only if they accept the gospel, if they accept the Lord. Verse 22. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. There's still room because even the dogs won't come. So we invite people by the hundreds of thousands, by the millions, and we have room in our church. But they prefer to be street people, out on the street, uh, homeless They'd rather go somewhere that they don't have to do any of the Lord's work. Verse 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Verse 24, For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Verse 25, And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, Verse 26, If any man come to me, and hate not his father, and hate not his mother, and hate not his wife, and hate not his children, and hate not his brothers and sisters, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. You cannot be my servant. Anytime that you exalt anybody else other than the Lord, you cannot be his disciple. Verse 27, And whosoever does not bear his cross, 
uh, deny themselves and come after me cannot be my disciple. Verse 28. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost? you got to figure out how much this tower is going to cost. You want to build a tower where you're going to be able to get into the kingdom of heaven and there's a price to pay. You're going to have to carry the cross. You're going to have to deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow the Lord. Do what he did. Walk in the spirit. Whether count the cost, whether he have sufficient of the word of the Lord in you, or you're going to have the sufficient of the Lord to finish what you're starting out to do. Verse 29. Lest haply after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it. What a shame that is. You start to build on the kingdom of heaven and then you find out, ah, I don't want to finish this. Uh, too much persecution. Too much uh, talk about me. I, I can't stand to be maligned like this. And you're not able to finish it. All that, behold, it began to mock him. And all that behold him begin to mock him. Uh, verse 30 saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Ha, ha, ha. Verse 31. Or what king going to make war against another king uh, sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand. Well, we're going to have to sit down and talk this over with the Lord. Lord, are we able to come against the entire world government? Uh, are you anointing me to that capacity to do that and to come against all these dogs? You call them dogs, Father, uh, the Gentiles that uh, refuse to become Jews so that they can be saved, so that they can be uh, fused into the olive tree or fused into the vine, which is you. They, they refuse to become part of your body. Verse 32, or else while the other is yet a um, great way off, he sendeth an ambassador and desires conditions of peace. Well, I know we can't whip these guys. I thought it over. I've talked it over with the Lord. He says, no, make peace with him. And so you send ambassadors saying, we don't want to have war with you guys. Verse 33, so likewise, whosoever he be, of you that forsaketh not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. What do you mean, forsake everything that I have? That's it. If you don't. So he's saying, count the cost. If you can do it, fine. If you can't, well then fine. The Lord gives you an option here. So likewise, whosoever he be, of you that forsaketh not everything that you have, you cannot be my disciple. Verse 34. Salt is good, 
But if the salt have lost its savor, if there's no saltiness in it, wherewith shall it be uh, seasoned? What good is salt if there's no, there's no salty taste in it? If it's lost its savor, what good are you if you haven't got the Spirit of God in you? If you don't have the schmaltz to get out there and continue schmaltzing, preaching the Word of God and jogging people's spirits. They say, well, you know, I mean, we don't have to give up everything. Oh, well, you're calling Christ a liar? You're calling God a liar, and you're the truth, right? You simpleton, you idiot. Verse 35, it is neither fit for the land. You're not fit for the land yet for the uh, dunghill, but men cast it out. He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. This is Holy Spirit stuff. If you've got salt, well then let it be salt. Salt everybody. Preach and teach just the way it is. Just like it is. And don't be afraid to lose your life because if you lose your life, you'll gain it. If you try to not lose your life, you're going to lose it for sure. You're going to go down like a bag of bolts. Chapter 15. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners, for to hear him, verse 2, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, these, um, suppose these religious people, the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. My, my, my. You goody-two-shoes would never do anything like that because you're phonies. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Amen? Amen. Verse 3, And he spake this parable unto them, saying, Verse 4, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. That's a good shepherd. Verse 5. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. Verse 6. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying, Unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Verse 7. I say unto you, that likewise joy. Um, shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance, that need no repent. You need, everybody needs the Savior. Amen? Yeah. And anybody that's not happy about somebody repenting, <laughs> it's for sure you're not going to go to heaven. Verse 8. Either what woman, 
having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the uh, house and seek diligently till she find it. Verse 9, And when she has found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors uh, together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Verse 10, Likewise I say unto you, There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Can you imagine when one sinner comes unto the Lord, all the kingdom of heaven, all the angels are rejoicing. They're watching the whole scene. Verse 11, And he said, A certain man had two sons. Verse 12, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them uh, his living. Verse 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and uh, took his journey to seek his fortune into a far country. And uh, there wasted his substance with riotous living. Verse 14, And when he had uh, spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Oh, what a horrible feeling when you don't have any money. Verse 15, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine, to feed the pigs. Verse 16, And he would fain, having filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him anything. Verse 17, And when he came to himself, he came to his senses, he said, How many hired servants of my father's house have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger with these pigs. Verse 18, I I think in here, what I'm going to do is arise and go to my father's house and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I didn't keep the commandments, so I did everything in my power to throw your soul too, to cause you grief. Verse 19, And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy servants, their hired servants. Verse 20. And he arose and came to his uh, father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion 
and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Verse 21. Isn't that better than being in the pig pen? Anybody say amen? Amen. Verse 21. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Verse 22. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Verse 23. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. What a touching story. Amen. Verse 24, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Verse 25, now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. Verse 26, and he called one of the servants and asked, uh, what, what gives? What, uh, these, uh, what are these things? Uh, what do they mean? Verse 29, and the servant said unto him, thy brother is come back and thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. Verse 28, and he was angry, the elder son, and would not go in to the feast. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. What's the matter, son? Verse 29, and he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gave us uh, me a kid that I might make uh, merry with my friends. Verse 30, But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with his living with harlots, with prostitutes, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. Verse 31, And the father said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is yours. Verse 32, It was meet, it was the right thing for me to do, that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost, and is now found. So we're to be happy when somebody comes to the Lord. Amen? Amen. He wasn't saved in the first place. He was in his father's house, but he decided, like, to fall away. But when he came to his senses, he saw that there was nothing in the world but pigs. 
decided to come back, and the Lord saved his soul. Verse 16, And he said also unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man, which had a steward. And the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. Verse 2. And so the steward is the one that takes care of everything for him. Everything is in his charge. And now he's becoming a thief. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship. For thou mayest be no longer steward. Verse 3. Then the steward said, within himself, what shall I do? For my Lord uh, taketh away from me the stewardship. I'm not going to be the boss over his stuff. I'm not going to take care of it. I can't, cannot dig. I can't go out into the field and dig. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to beg. To beg, I am ashamed. I'm too ashamed to beg to be a panhandler on the street. Verse four. I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, uh, they may receive me into their houses. The unsaved will receive me, because what I'm going to do is take some of my master's goods and give it to him. I'm going to discount the bills. Verse 5, so he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him, and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my uh, Lord? Verse 6. And he said, uh, An hundred uh, measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quickly. And write fifty. Try to grease those that are on the outside the people that are of the world so that he'll have some place to maybe to go. Verse 7, Then said he to another, And how much do you owe? And he said, A hundred measures of uh, wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write fourscore. 80. Verse 8, And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Well, you can figure that one out. They're wiser because they give to someone that they can get something from, even though it's nothing in comparison to what the Lord would give you if you're honest with him and you don't abuse your stewardship. But uh, the people that are saying that they're of the Lord, they abuse their stewardship. They don't give to the Lord what he says that they must do. And so this guy... 
he knows that he's canned, that he's ditched, he has to go. So he's greasing up people in the world so that they'll take care of him. Rather than uh, doing the things that the Lord says to do so that the Lord will take care of him. But the Lord commends him and says, all right, you know that you're finished. And so at least what you're doing is setting yourself up. You're going to hell. You're not going to have a job working in the house of God. You're going to hell, but what you really should have, uh, I commend you for that. You're smart. But you should have been smarter and done what the Bible says you're supposed to do. Not supposed to steal. You're not supposed to lie. You're supposed to give uh, honest day's work to those that are your bosses. Well, uh, right now it's time for us to read letters. Where's the first letter from? I'm going to take this up, the rest of this tomorrow. This is extremely uh, interesting. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what? The first letter is from Farmington, Missouri. That's the prison there? Yes. Okay. Dear Tony Alamo, thank you for the mail you've been sending me. I eat it up like candy for my soul. I know the time is near, and I pray you continue sending me your pamphlets that you send. I share them with others here in prison. I have a Sally who claims to be a witch. He is involved in a group here called Wicca. Pray to Jesus to keep me strong in the faith. I'm subjected to clear defiance to Christ. Well, what you need to do is to witness to this guy, lay my literature around so he can read it, and then he'll get saved and he won't be around a witch anymore, right? We have to witness and testify. Amen? Amen. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen? Amen. Okay, what else? Hope your trials are bearable and you stay strong in your faith. Oh, don't worry about that. All trials are bearable in the Spirit, in the Lord. And the, yours will be as well. Just hold on. Hold on to Jesus. And as you say, you kick Satan's butt. I appreciate you taking out time to read my letters. I'm looking forward to the day Jesus comes to pull us up into heaven. I try to do his will as often as I don't can. Don't try to do it. Do it. He didn't try to get on the cross. He went on the cross. Just do it or else. Then what? And I talk to unbelievers who are struggling with their burdens. I love you in Christ. James from Farmington, Missouri. Okay, do you have another letter? Yes, from Delta, Nigeria. Dear Pastor Alamo, I received your parcel yesterday and the letter you wrote to me concerning the Bible concordance. I need some Bibles and literature, discipline of the Holy Spirit, the sin of not praying, being controlled by the Holy Spirit, difficult mountain, how to get rid of demons, and dry bones, as many as possible, and also some black t-shirts, and he gives his sizes. Lastly, a Bible reference. Thirty souls have been added to us through your literature, and they are now committed members of the local church. May the Lord bless your ministry, flourish, and prosper you all. In Jesus' name, amen. Signed, Joseph from Asaba, Delta, Nigeria. I have found a lot of mistakes in these uh, uh, Bibles. What do they call it? What kind of Bible? Reference Yeah, Bibles. reference Bibles. Uh, they're just loaded with mistakes. It would be better that you just listen to the broadcast and pray. Uh, if you don't understand something, ask, and uh, you'll see that um, I will give you the answer, or I will show you how to receive the answer. Most likely, I'll give you the answer. All right, well, it's just about time to pray. Amen? Amen. So uh, those of you that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can become a member of this uh, uh, mustard seed tree that branches out all over the world. You can be 
one of the members of the branches of this wonderful tree and this vine, which is Jesus. I am the vine. He's the olive tree. He's the tree of the knowledge, uh, not of the knowledge of good and evil, but he's the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. And he is your life. So the way that you get uh, to have the Lord's life is to start out by saying this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. I believe he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me, Lord Jesus. You will not turn me away. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word tells me that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and I'm calling upon you, therefore I know that I'm saved. I know you heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord and Sharon. Tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 742. It's free, including postage and handling. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. If you'd like to receive um, uh, a part of this ministry... You know, people used to travel to Jerusalem and uh, far and wide into Tiberias to see Jesus. Well, you can see Jesus over here. Uh, if you want to serve the Lord, you're welcome here. It's free of charge. Um, your lodging, your uh, food and clothing, everything. But anyway, this is World Pastor Tony Lama, and let us know whether you want to serve the Lord, and we're here. Um Tune in tomorrow for another powerful message from the Lord on the straight and narrow way to the kingdom of God. And here I am to sing to all you people that are struggling out there. It's a song of encouragement. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. Travel on, travel on. He takes me in Ooh. when I feel forsaken. He's my all, 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 all. so I'm holding on. I'm holding on to the hand of Jesus. I've been set free. Troubles at last I'm holding tight To the rock that stayed I'm holding on To the one who came I'm holding on To the words of Jesus 
Travel. 